What's up, designers and decorators? It's Timothy. I hope you do. You do. <laughs> I hope you all are having a fantastic, fantastic week so far. It's Monday. My brain is fried. As you can tell, I'm stuttering. You just witnessed me having a stroke. No joke. So what we're going to talk about right now is the scope of work. There's two of them. Believe it or not, and I believe that there's two of them for each designer because you have the scope of work for you as a designer, and then you have the scope of work for the GC. Now, if you're not working with the GC, obviously there's one scope of work, and or if you don't want to do this, then you don't have to. It's all up to you. The, the great part about what we do is that you own your business, and so whatever I say is just advice, and that's that. You could do whatever you so wish to do. So. Here's what I mean by two. Scope of work for interior designer, you really need to be specific with both scopes, and I'll give you an example of that, but let's kind of backtrack and talk about what those two different scopes are. So for the scope of the designer, it is what you are doing in the project that is very specific to that project. Now, we're not talking about scope of service. Scope of service is like, yeah, okay, great, you have you know a package, and the package includes a living room and a dining room and a master bedroom and sourcing furniture and then maybe it comes with like you know a floor plan layout of the furniture that's a scope of service that's not really a scope of work now let's give you an example of scope of work for interior designer living room design which entails three selections of the following furniture sofa slash and or sectional coffee table side chairs two side chairs area rug accessorize credenza tv console but also get detailed into how many selections of that because i'll tell you what i've messed up a lot in the past when i first started I never specified an exact amount of times I'm going to allow my client to revise that. The problem with this on a flat rate designer is that you really have an issue when it comes down to like, you know, losing out of hours. If you're an hourly designer, then you don't have to worry about the scope of work, but it is kind of still important to get detailed because then let's say, for example, you charge more for your client to go out shopping, you should indicate that in the scope of work, you know, like X amount of hours to go shopping, which is covered in that scope. So now this kind of scope of work really only kind of follows on a flat rate designer level because as a full-time hourly rate designer, you don't have to worry about specifying a scope as much because of that factor that they're paying hourly. So now you have the scope of work as the designer as your own and specify exactly what you're doing, how many selections, and I do three selections of each. So three designs for your living room, which encompass ABCXYZ furniture. And that way, because I'm flat rate, based on X amount of hours, if my client ventures off and says, hey, I like these three selections, but I want you to do more, then I know I can bill her hourly. And then it converts to an hourly contract. Now, uh, the scope of work for the GC, this is extremely important because you're gonna be the hero in this sense. When you scope out the GC's work, you don't necessarily need to know everything about being a general contractor to know what scope of work. I mean, even if you've done one project with a GC, you'll know that there's demolition. You'll know that there has to be um, some kind of quarantine from the rest of the house if it's just like a kitchen right now, like the general stuff, but it has to be very, very specific. Now, I'm only speaking from my on my own experiences that my the GCs I've worked with in the past, what they'll do is they maybe benefit of the doubt inadvertently leave out certain parts of that scope and then in the middle of the project they go oh shit well 
yeah, we kind of need to do that, but it's going to be a change order for the client. And then the client has to pay for this change order and pay for the additional labor. I've had that happen countless times and it honestly makes me believe that they do it purposely. And the reason I think they do it purposely, which I'm not speaking for every GC, but the only thing I can think of is that they have to be within a certain amount of money to gain that project and to get that client. At that point, they'll omit certain things because when they're already in the project, the client's put into a corner of, oh crap, I kind of have to pay for this because I'm, you know, this this contract is already on the project. Of course, benefit of the doubt, I know all GCs are not like that. Maybe I've just had really bad luck with that. So, you know, use this information as you will. So with the GC, I get as detailed as this. In uh, preparation phase, which is, you know, quarantine the kitchen, since I'm kitchen and bath, quarantine the kitchen from the rest of the house to include, you know, um, drop cloths, plastic, covering all AC vents, just making sure you outline that. Prepping even goes to ordering a dumpster and making sure the the dumpster's there for the demeanor of the time that demolition's happening. And then the next part would be demolition. So demoing what? Uh, Using the kitchen as an example, demoing the cabinets, the countertops. What's happening with the existing existing appliances what's happening with existing finished electrical or finished plumbing or and is any of that being kept because during demolition the crew is just gonna fucking rip everything out and if you don't specify that you want to keep the garbage disposal because it's brand new that your client just purchased three weeks ago they're gonna toss it without any second thought some gcs have caught that like they'll know that it's a newer and they'll ask but if you don't specify then they can throw it out the other problem with this too for the gc is if you if you specify that and they throw it out and all three of you you your client and your gc all agreed and signed off on that scope of work you cover your ass on the liability if that gc throws out that brand new garbage disposal because you've indicated in that scope of work to save it so that's another thing is indicating what to save and what to throw out then even going further into installation of what abc xyz who's providing all this material how is all the material getting to the house are you telling the gc to go pick up the material from will call then the gc is going to have to charge for that Um, are you getting it delivered if you're getting it delivered the GC knows that he has to be or she has to be at the house during that delivery time frame. And so there's a lot of factors that go into it. And the more information and the more detail you get with those scope of works, the better it is for you because you are gonna look like the hero to your client because you've caught a lot of stuff before the project even began, saving them a ton of money for throughout the project. Then on top of that, like I mentioned a little bit, you have to get that signed off on both your client and your GC. Have a meeting with all of them and literally devour that that scope of work and tell the GC, look, we need to make sure every little detail is included. I literally, a couple of months ago, and this was my fault, because the client and I had a conversation about the floorboards and the client had mentioned that they didn't want to replace them, that they wanted the GC to actually be able to salvage them. Well, floorboards are really difficult to salvage, period. Uh, And these were older floorboards, the house was old, but the client just didn't want to pay for brand new floorboards. The client really said to try to salvage them, but if you can't, then we'll just pay for new. But then on another meeting with my assistant, my client said, yeah, you know, let's not even touch them. Let's just keep them there, which later down the road, I was like, well, that's not even possible because we were redoing the floors and you have to take up the floorboards for the floors anyway. So either way, we would have been, you know, having to replace them. 
So because there was that disconnect in communication and I didn't specify that in the scope, client had to pay for um, brand new floorboards throughout the house, which added another five grand. So it's really, really important to scope out. Yeah, we still make mistakes. Yeah, there's still oversight. There's a lot going on. At the time I had four projects at once, one where it was going really south and I was just 100% focused on that. And so, yeah, I actually wound up offering to pay for half of that for my oversight with it. Yeah, with scope of work, it's really, really important to get as detailed as possible. Whatever detail you feel is necessary, just put it in there. Even if you don't feel that maybe it's relevant to the GC or the client, whatever, to just put it in there to save your ass in the future. Without further ado, um, I'm going to put a scope of work example on the website. It'll be up shortly. Definitely go check it out. Download it. It's free to download. Definitely also check out Indema.co, I-N-D-M-A.co, Industries only and first unified platform for interior designers. We are going to be changing prices in January. So right now is the best time, the cheapest time to get on board with a project management tool as we are um, grandfathering all of the designers that are on the current plan when the prices change in January. They're gonna be increasing by, I believe, $20 per plan. So definitely jump on that. Now, I do have an announcement. Everyone sit down. Take a deep breath. This is big. All of you that know me know that I want to help the industry as much as I can. So I'm launching Designer Circle, D-E-S-I-G-N-E-R, circle.co. Designer Circle is an exclusive community for interior designers. Now, it's not just a community because we can have Facebook for that. Designer Circle is a group of benefits for designers. Now, benefits meaning there is a community where we can all talk as designers in a safe space where you can ask questions. We do have sourcing help where we have a purchasing agent who can help you source material or furniture and also get pricing for you. We also have the ability to do resources and downloads. So similar to how IDC has downloads on our website, it's gonna be the same thing except everyone can share all the downloads that they have. If you need a contract download um, example, for sure it's gonna be up there where you could even talk about those downloads and, and bounce ideas off of each other. Then there's also 14 courses. All these courses are included in Designer Circle, which is phenomenal. They're not just courses. So one thing that's always kind of irked me about, about courses in general, not even talking about interior design industry, is that courses are just made and then they're thrown out there for you guys to devour. And then what happens after that? Nothing. It's up to you as a business owner and as a designer to go and actually do what you just learned. Now, the problem with that is it's overwhelming. I mean, you have a business to run, right? Like you you have projects. You have all this shit that's going through your head. The last thing you need is to focus on SEO. That's where we come into play. So these courses aren't just devouring information and videos and text. It is literally allowing you to devour that information and do a group workshop to help you actually do the work, um, to guide you in doing the work, like SEO, for example, pulling your SEO report of your website, looking at the, the flaws and what can improve, and then showing you and telling you and teaching you how to actually do that. And then there's that hand-holding that actually helps you do that. And so it's a huge, huge thing because like I said, a lot of these courses out there just throw the information. Yeah, there may be like live courses, but are they actually helping you and guiding you through that process of, 
hey, you know, let's talk about pricing. Okay, great. Now, go and create your pricing plan. Bring it back to me. Let's talk about the pros and cons of those pricing plans. Let's talk about the market where you are and if those pricing plans actually work. Let's talk about your um, other designers that are in the area and what they're charging and, you know, get feedback from, from that information. And so that's a huge part of the courses. And then on top of all this, on top of the community and the downloads and the courses and the, the mentoring, we also have a mindfulness section where you can get pre-recorded meditation sessions to do on your own, or you can attend one of our live meditation sessions weekly to get rid of all that shit from the week and just clear your mind and get back on level playing field with your inner self and just clear it and make room for you. And then on top of all of that, throwing some more shit in there, there's also live office hours. Designercircle.co, definitely check it out, sign up. We're launching in January. We may let others come in earlier, but we do have a beta group in there now that's testing things out, that's making it perfect for the industry. I think there's 42 uh, beta testers right now and early adopters. So definitely check out designercircle.co. The other thing about this is that um, Indima users will be getting a discount on Designer Circle and vice versa to complete that partnership and make sure that we can provide the best deals possible for you as a designer. And then one last thing about the one of the sections is actually resources. Resources allow you to get discounts on various things. We're working on Squarespace to get a discount for Squarespace. So if you need a website, you can get a discount on your website. Business cards, discounts, really trying to find the best deals possible for you as a designer so that way you can have peace of mind not having to pay a shit ton of money up front to start growing your really growing and focusing on growing your design firm again designercircle.co and then also check out indima.co industry's first and only unified platform for interior designers to manage their business and projects vision boards were just launched i'm so excited about it definitely check it out 15 day trial always and forever reach out if you have any questions timothy at the id i love you all thank you so much namaste